How are the leaders at all levels of management tackling the toughest challenges each day? That's the question. And this podcast is the answer. I'm Rob Fonte, and I'm bringing on the brightest minds in management to share practical solutions to those challenges you're facing. Let's get ready to jam. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Leadership Jam Session. Today's episode is going to focus on a question that came up on a post that I was tagged in my LinkedIn network. The question was based on work-life balance, which if you were to ask my wife, she would say, I am definitely not an expert in this area. So to help me tackle this question, I asked James Christie, who is the producer of the Leadership Jam Session podcast, to sit down and jam with me on this topic. And for those of you who don't know James, James has extensive experience leading teams. He currently heads up a training department for a Fortune 500 company and has a master's in organizational leadership. James, good to have you back with me as we try to tackle this question. Are you ready to jam? I'm ready, Rob. Thanks for having me back. All right, James. So let's try to tackle this question posed out there on my LinkedIn network. And you and I were talking about it and we thought it'd be a great uh, a great question to kind of tackle. So why don't you kind of paraphrase what, what the, the, the question that was thrown out there? Yeah. So this was an interesting one, Rob, one that we think comes up all the time that we find in our day-to-day as leaders and as individual contributors is dealing with work-life balance. So when we were talking about this post, here you have someone who is working to develop themselves personally and professionally, spent some time going through an advanced degree, uh, probably spends time at nights and weekends on committees and things like that. And now they find themselves trying to work on themselves, but then now working with a team of high performers who are also exhibiting similar issues and similar traits where they're trying to deal with work-life balance. So this was a really interesting one to tackle. Yeah. I think this individual recently became a new leader as well. So that adds even more pressure to the whole scenario, particularly when you become a new leader. That's that's the way, um, I believe that's the way that uh, I took it. I mean, look, there is probably no shortage of tips and techniques that if you just Google it, you'll find, right? But trying to sort through all the information that exists and all the tips and techniques that are out there today, you know, it really comes down to, I think, a few things. And I'll, we'll see if you agree with some of this, Robin. I think you will, though. Uh, I think tip number one is probably lead by example. Yeah, I uh Totally agree. You know, sometimes this is more about leading by example and sending the right message, being aware of your actions that may discourage work-life balance. The example that comes to mind is one that uh, I know several of you are going to sit back and say, well, that's obvious. But the example that the easy example that comes to mind is we, as leaders, we should never be sending out emails late at night or on weekends, right? Because that sends the wrong message that that's perhaps what you expect as well. And it's amazing how I know that that speaks the obvious. And yet last week, James, I was working with a a group of managers in a workshop and this came up, this very question came up. My manager sends out, I get emails like four in the morning. Obviously I'm not awake to see them, but I see when they're sent. And they were talking about the message that that sends to them, right? So sometimes it's more about your actions is sending and discouraging work-life balance. You know, that's an interesting point, Rob. What would you say then to the manager other than the message that it sends, let's say the response mm-hmm. to what you just said from that manager or from that leader says, well, you know, I send it on a time that's appropriate for me based on my work-life balance when sure. I feel like I can get things done. So h- how would you tackle that? Okay. So I'm glad you brought that up, right? This whole concept of work-life balance, I don't put a whole lot of weight into it. And I know that's going to sound crazy, 
<laughs> but here's the reason why is because everyone has their own definition of what that looks like, right? So the example you just said is, well, you know what? In that case, that manager, for whatever reason, that is when they're getting work done. If that's working for them, if, if they're happy with that, who, who am I to say you should stop doing that? What I would suggest to them is, and a lot of people may not realize this, there's a great feature in, in Outlook. You know, when you write an email, you can go up and click on uh, draft. And in that, you can select an option to send out and you can time it where it goes out later in the day. I mean, many times I'm working on the weekends uh, because I have to at times, but I'm at a different point in my life where I'm an empty nester, right? So I can do some work on the weekends. It's not disruptive, but I am not sending those emails out to my clients or, or people who I'm coaching during the weekend. I have it set where it automatically goes out like Monday morning. I love that idea. Just don't set up 19 emails to go out first thing Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So you can, you can, the beauty of the uh, feature is you can set different times, different days. Yeah, so you're right. Maybe yeah. I'll space it out a little bit. Space so there's not a, a flood bit. of uh, freak people out on first thing Monday morning. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but I think it's important, right. For us as leaders to understand that people uh, are very comfortable and have different schedules, have different capacities on what they can handle too. I'd actually would serve it up as there's, there's two questions that we need to ask as leaders. Right? The first is, what do I control to ensure that I'm setting the right example around work-life balance? And, and one of those examples that falls under that is lead by example, right? So not sending out emails at late at night or over the weekend. That's the first question, right? What do I control? What do I own to ensure that I'm setting the right example? And then what do I control to help mitigate burnout with my employees? Because as a leader, we do have a lot of control over that. What do you think about that? I think there are elements of that, that those that are in your control, and it's about how you disseminate some of that information out. So if you're leading a team and you have tasks that need to be done and you have a great understanding of your own business and how things and when things need to be done, you can control the dissemination, control the flow of when work could get done to an extent. Now that's really understanding your people and knowing, hey, you know, so-and-so needs probably a little bit more lead time to work on a certain project. So let me not wait to get this information out the door. Let me spend a little bit more time preparing that person and coaching them up so that they don't feel stressed and under pressure when working on certain things. Those are definitely things that you can control, but it means that you really need to know your people really, really well. Yep. That was what was on my list why I had you come on the podcast. I knew we thought very, very much alike. So yeah. Right. So that is one of the important steps. You really do need to, to understand your people. What are their capabilities, right? What are their, to your point, do they need more training on something? See mitigating burnout. We do control a lot of that related to understanding their strengths, their areas of development, right? If they're new to, if this goes back to basic situation leadership, right? If they're new to a a project, uh, or let's even strip it down to its basics core, new to the position, they're going to be overwhelmed in the beginning. I control helping them get up to speed faster so they can do their job faster. That may not bleed into their personal lives, right? So that's a great example of you do need to learn your people. Take the time to understand their needs. 
And Rob, I'll take it in the other direction and say that you need to understand them personally. What fills their cup up? Yeah. What gives them energy? What do they have going on in their personal life that you can add to your thought process around management of time and productivity and efficiency? Right. So I have folks on my team. I have someone on my team now that's training for a triathlon this summer. Wow. And an Ironman at that. <laughs> like I'm still struggling Jeez. to get on the treadmill. here. Right. And it, I got someone who's, you know, by Dude. the time he gets into the office, he's swam 11 miles already. Dude, I'm exhausted. Just even hear you talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> right. But this is what gives him energy. And so if that means that he has to get up early in the morning and go swim and can't get his day started until 915, 930. I'm okay with that because the energy that he brings to the business front when he arrives, it's, it's that much more. So think about and know your people, even from a personal and a professional perspective. I couldn't agree more. You just reminded me of a story. I had an employee once who was going through a really messy divorce and this employee, hardworking, high performer, but had some challenges in regards to scheduling where he was going to have his kids on certain days or or every other weekend type of scenario. I actually remember there was a conference once that landed on the weekend that he was supposed to go, but he had his kids that weekend. And I simply just swapped him out for somebody else. Or I was even contemplating, do I just cover for him? Because I was able to do that. But again, that goes back to your point. What's going on in their lives, right? That work-life balance. Because everyone is different. Everyone is unique. And what can you do? What do you own to maybe help help with that? Agree. Again, like you said, what can you control? What What is not within your control, but maybe within your sphere of influence when you're having these conversations and getting to know your people really, really well. You know, Rob, there's also folks that take things on for themselves. Sometimes they, they overload themselves and it might be part of their own character to, to take on too much. Yeah. And as a leader, keep your eyes open for that and discern when someone is taking on too much and help them recognize those types of things and how it could impact them, how it could impact the business. Right. So I think that's where we need to be very, very aware of looking for those signs because sometimes they're too close to it, right? They're taking on too much. And that's to your point, that's part of how they're wired. Even the, uh, the, the post, the example we're using, I know you said this individual is working on it themselves to try to bring more work-life balance. If I knew that as a manager, if I was managing this individual, I might then help the individual with that, right? Sometimes you need somebody, you need an accountability coach, Right. We as managers, we're accountability coaches too, to help individuals with their areas of development. I think from that perspective, there's a few tactics that you can certainly deploy as a leader, even as an individual contributor. And the first, I always say, take a beat, James, take a beat, step back, reevaluate all that you have going on. What are my priorities? How am I feeling? Do I need to implement any changes? What's interesting is right now, Rob, in the organization I work for, you know, we, we recently had uh, on the topic of prioritization, right? We recently had an author come in and talk to our, our leaders. The book is called Essentialism, right? Yep. Greg, Greg McCowan. Yeah. And while it's, it's a concept where you're really focusing or discerning on what is absolutely essential. And, you know, listen, those things are much harder to do, you know, easier said than done, I guess is the best way to put it, right? It's these concepts that are just like, if it was that easy, you know, life would be different, but it's not, we have a lot of things going on, but when you have an organization that will actually get behind 
such a concept mm-hmm. and actually put it in your objectives. Mm. Like, like my organization is doing right now, my annual objectives that says that I should be looking to aggressively prioritize what's going on, mm-hmm. what right. I'm doing. In fact, I owe an email to leadership outlining what are the things that myself and my team are doing that or not doing. Let's actually put it that way. What are we saying no to? How are we prioritizing what's happening today? And what impact do we think that will have going forward? And we're being asked this across the entire training department. It's definitely not something that is an easy task, but it's something that I always like to do. Stop, write, reflect, take a step back and really think about what are the things that I'm doing Again, how are they making me feel? Because if the things that I'm doing are also providing a level of stress Mm -hmm. that is not taking me to a good place, we're not taking my teammates, my direct reports to a place where they still feel good about what they're doing, then, you know, what are we doing here? It's not, it's just not going to work. Yeah. I think it's great. And I think it's, uh, I'm familiar with the book, love the book. Actually, we brought him in too, when I was working at an organization as a speaker, it's a very good book. But I think this goes back to kind of what we were talking about before around what do we control? What do we own, right? We have to kind of take the time, be disciplined enough to actually start thinking through these things, getting to know our people, prioritizing. And by the way, just going back to even what we were talking about before, like your example of your employee who's you know, training for, for the triathlon and, and even my example of, of my employee who was going through a divorce. Look, at the end of the day, your employees still need to meet the expectations. But when you go a little bit above and beyond to understand their personal and professional needs, right? What's going on? You'd be amazed how far that goes. The productivity actually increases. Well-documented. Well documented. So that's the thing about this is making sure you yourself are setting the right example, right, on, on work life balance, but you're also taking the time to make sure that you're finding ways or making sure you're you're finding opportunities to mitigate burnout. The other piece of that, which you just reminded me of as you were going through your like goals and prioritizing, the thing that I come across a lot, James, is when I see people uh, this actually just came up a few weeks ago in, in a coaching conversation I had with one of my uh, individuals I was coaching. Their their workload was really impacting them and, and their and their work life balance. As we talked through it, started to realize that this individual was taking on more and more responsibilities, and then it became a question of, well, are you able to even handle the increased scope of your role? And perhaps maybe that's a discussion you need to have with your manager. I actually went through the same scenario uh, many, many years ago where my role was just because we were growing as an organization, our department was growing. So obviously a lot more projects were getting put on my plate. My team went from four to eight reporting into me and I had other responsibilities. I mean, I was working all day, weekends. I mean, it was really starting to impact me. Finally sat down with my boss and we had a discussion around it. And we realized after we looked and mapped everything out, we sat back, we're like, you're doing the work of two people. And we actually restructured the department. But to her credit, she she owned that. She had the control to restructure, or she could have just taken some of the responsibilities off my plate too. And I think that's a big piece of it. That's why I keep going back to as managers, we control a lot of perhaps maybe what our employees are taking home with them to some extent. Yeah. I go back to episode 27. And I think it was actually tagged in that, in that LinkedIn post. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. 
right? Episode 27, I think with our, our dear friend, Tracy De Silva. Yes. One of the things she said in that episode is prioritize the things that will imminently impact the people who report to you, followed by the things that are related to business you know, execution, et cetera. And again, you're going to have employees that they're workaholics. They, you know, they send you emails, you know, late at night over the weekends. I choose not to respond back over the weekend uh, unless it's something that is urgent that they need from me. Because again, I am making sure I'm not sending the wrong message either. But if that's what drives them and that's their choice, who am I to say different? As long as it's not impacting, you know, the team or or they're not drowning themselves. Some people are just wired that way. There's, there's not much more you can do about that. You can create awareness. Mm-hmm. You can talk about impact. You can talk about you know, aggressive prioritization. You can yeah. talk about all the things to your blue in the face, but some people are wired the way they're wired and control what you can control from that angle and, and focus that energy as much as possible. Totally agree. I love the aggressively prioritize. Uh, it's like my favorite term right now. <laughs> Everybody looks at me crazy when I talk about it, but it's, James it's is what, aggressively prioritizing. I can just imagine you in team meetings. Oh, James is aggressively prioritizing right now. <laughs> I, we'll go out to dinner. I need to aggressively prioritize this appetizer menu right here because I can't have it all. That's fantastic. So I'll have to remember that the next time I'm out to dinner with my wife that how to aggressively prioritize what I'm ordering. I usually focus on the drinks, more, more on the scotch. But anyway, all right. So let's, let's summarize what we've discussed. So James, what, what do you have that comes to mind based on what we just discussed? So I think the first thing we talked about is lead by example. Yeah. I think as leaders, we have to really just sit back and, and even just asking yourself a simple questions, right? What do I control in setting the right example? What do I control in, in mitigating burnout? Then followed by aggressive prioritization, not just of what you're eating, but of, uh, of your, your workload, your people. Are you taking care of yourself first? The things that you need to do are the, are the changes that you need to implement. And probably the most important takeaway from this episode is knowing your people, getting to know your people really, really well. I think that might be the first step, right? Going back to what, what you talked about, making sure you know the strengths of your people, the areas of development, are they resourced properly? knowing their, what their professional needs are, personal dynamics that are going on, all that comes into play here. And then as a manager, you could take that information, figure out where do I go with that? What do I need to do? Agree. And, and I would go back to episode 27 and listen to that episode as well. Definitely. Uh, really some great tips uh, there from Tracy. So if you have an opportunity to do that, go ahead. Yeah, that was a fantastic episode. All right, James, I appreciate you sitting down with me and tackling this question. It's an important question, comes up a lot. And I want to thank everyone out there for taking the time to listen to this episode. Thanks again. Thanks, Rob. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with a friend or colleague who you think might also get some value from